Hello, I'm Marissa Cabus. And I'm Devin Handy. And this is Crush the Midterms. So, Marissa, how are you feeling? I'm feeling decent. Um, the midterms just keep getting closer and closer, and it feels like trying to push a boulder up a hill. Seriously. Uh, um, it really does. I just can't believe that it, it felt like a minute ago we were starting canvassing and really ramping up, and then now it's like making plans for, for GOTV, which for, for anyone who doesn't know is stands for get out the vote and that's sort of the last phase of voter outreach before the election yeah and that's that's like crunch time that's 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 when things get real we're about a month out about five weeks out and that is so soon and it's so interesting i remember after trump was elected and almost immediately people were talking about the midterms and i i just remember thinking that is so long from now what are we going to do for the next two years and now we're literally staring it in the face and the answer is get our lives together and and make some change well it's it's interesting because i remember even earlier this year there were a lot of people offering that as the solution to trump even though it's not a a totally direct solution um earlier in the year it was like Oh, you want to do something? Don't don't march. Just get out and vote in November. And I said, "Oh, that's so far away. What our our country could be gone by then." Right. And uh, I guess we're still here. We're still standing. We're very resilient people. But I do think that the country has fundamentally changed in a lot of ways in the last two years, and in a way that's pretty terrifying for for a relatively short amount of time. I, I agree. And I think if you can look at one thing, though, I, I feel like a lot of people have woken up and really started to engage with democracy in a way that they hadn't before. Mm-hmm. And I wish it didn't take a literal crisis situation to get there. But since that that's what we have, I, I'm glad that we are on that path. Totally. I think it's, it's interesting you mentioned that it, it woke up a lot of people because... I've been noticing there's a difference between people who woke up and then people who woke up and decided to do something. Um, right. And I I feel like there are a lot of people who I know personally or know just from the internet who are really concerned but still aren't necessarily taking action in a, a way that will help influence the outcome of election. And so I, I kind of just want to say to those people, it's not too late. Um, and that with five weeks left to the election, there's still so much that can be done. And, uh, if you don't have a plan yet, I'm kind of just going to say, what are you waiting for? But also come join us. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) The more the merrier. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I like that this week we spoke with Chris Melody Fields Figueroa, where she is the executive director of the Ballot Initiative Strategy Center, or BISC, and they are the only uh, national organization dedicated to progressive ballot measures. And we've been talking a lot about candidates, and obviously candidates are where 
how where a lot of the change is going to happen and getting involved in a candidate's campaign is going to be a direct line to changing what happens in November and beyond. But I think there is this part that doesn't get talked about as much, and that's ballot measures, because they vary so widely from state to state. And we talked to Chris about how much it varies based on where you live. But there are a lot of important things that show up in ballot measures, like redistricting, voting rights, clean energy use, and and all sorts of things that that are really, really important, but just don't get the the attention that they need in the run-up to midterms or or even a presidential election, to be honest. Yeah, the thing that I think is really cool about ballot measures, other than the fact that they when they're passed, they make real change is that the way they're started, it's, it's by people. It's not, um, necessarily by government, although in some cases it, it is, but the ones that we're, we're talking about specifically are, um, Chris used the phrase people power, which I loved because that really harkened back to our very first episode with Mayor Andrew Gillum of Tallahassee, who's running for governor of Florida. Um, he he loves that phrase because he, he says people power campaigns. And in our discussion today, people power ballot initiatives. And so if there's something right. in your state that you think is wrong, then you can actually try to mobilize and, and get it on your state's ballot. It doesn't have to be like, oh, first you're elected a, you know, state senator and then you can do something. Like you, you have this power as, right. as a regular citizen, which is something that's so cool. And I don't think most people know that. And it can really tackle issues more directly than electing someone. So if you are really concerned about clean energy, one way to go about that is to find a candidate that is pro clean energy legislation and get behind their campaign a thousand percent, which you should do either way. But clean energy might also be a ballot measure that will be on the ballot and you can research that. So I think that there are definitely, I I think they go hand in hand. Um, And it it can be a confusing process, but actually Chris lays it out pretty nicely for us. So it's definitely worth listening to. And I think You'll get a lot out of this interview. I personally took two pages of notes just for my own personal education. It was so interesting. (laughs) I mean, and I feel like we could have asked a hundred more questions and still not known everything. Yeah, well, Chris has dedicated her career to this, and it's it's a very um, opaque process that that I think needs to be demystified. A bit, so I think we we started that conversation off a little, and I hope that will pique people's interest in learning more about ballot measures because they're they're really powerful, and um, we're not just voting for for people at the polls this November. We're also voting about issues that are really important to us, and that's um, you know if the the people running near you aren't motivation enough, then then you should really take a look at the kind of ballot measures that you could vote on because that could really motivate you to make sure you got your butt to the polls. Our guest today is Chris Melody Fields Figueredo. She is the executive director of the Ballot Initiative Strategy Center. So Chris, welcome. Thank you for sitting down with us. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for inviting me. We are so excited. You're the coolest. <laughs> oh, awesome. Great. <laughs> so ballot measures are kind of confusing and don't get as much attention as, say, the candidates that will be on 
the ballot. So can you tell us what a ballot measure is? Sure. Um, so 24 states um, have citizen-initiated um, ballot um, initiatives. So that means um, people can gather signatures and put um, something on the ballot. Um, and what's really important to remember about um, ballot measures is they're really about people power. It's a, an attempt to go at the gridlock at our, in our state legislatures or our, in our you know, cities. And certainly, you know, we know about the gridlock that is happening uh, right now in Congress. And they're really a check on corporate cow, uh, a power. Um, so these are opportunities for the people to take these important issues that are impacting their communities from fair wages, you know, increasing the minimum wage, to um, reforming the criminal justice system, you know, taking these measures and actually voting on them themselves. Um, and that's really exciting and that's really the best, you know, our democracy at the best. It's really putting, you know, the, the, the power in the people's hands. So- so you said that 24 states have a, a system for citizens to add measures to the ballot. Mm-hmm. In the other in the other 26 states, do the ballot measures only come from the state legislature or do they not have processes in place for that or how does that work? So those are st- state legislative um, referrals um, and we're seeing that, you know, pop up even more and more. We're tracking, BISC is tracking about 165 statewide ballot measures this year in 35 states, um, about uh, a little, uh, about, I think it's a, a 64 of them are actually citizen-initiated. The, uh, the remaining um, are state le- legislative referrals. So we're seeing this um, trend happen more and more. A really good example, I'm sure your, your listeners have, have been following what's been happening in North Carolina for the last several years uh, around voting rights, you know, a, an issue that is near and dear um, to my heart uh, for someone who's been working on this issue for the, you know, the, the majority of my career. Um, uh, you know, last year a federal court um, said their voter ID law was um, with almost surgical precision uh, intentionally um, discriminating black voters. Um, that didn't stop the North Carolina legislator. You know, they, a court saying that they intentionally um, discriminate, discriminated against um, people of color, um, that didn't stop them. And this year they've referred um, several ballot measures. Um, my colleague Kelly has been calling this a generational power grab um, that includes voter ID, but it also um, removes power, uh, a very important power um, of the governor, like um, uh, judicial nominations and the ability to um, do the, the Board of Elections um, nomination. So, um, you know, we're seeing this trend more and more, but we're also seeing it on the good side. One of the, the things that I'm most, uh, measures that I'm really excited about this year is in Louisiana, um, where there's a state ledge um, referral measure um, on the ununanimous um, jury. Uh, so Louisiana and Oregon are the only two states where you can have um, be convicted of a serial serious crime by uh, a jury of ten to two, uh, and Louisiana is the only state that you can be convicted of murder without a unanimous jury. And, and I'm curious because there's there's so much polling done around candidates and and their chances of of being elected. Is there polling done around these initiatives? Absolutely. You know, we work very closely with our partners on the ground 
um, to make sure that, (laughs) (laughs) um, one, we're doing polling to understand the interest level um, and also understand, you know, what is going to be motivating voters um, to make sure that, you know, uh, the organizers on the ground or who are knocking on doors are talking about these measures in a way that's really, um, you know, compelling and ha- help people understand. So, you know, we're doing, uh, you know, our, our partners on the ground are, are doing, you know, polling all, all, all the time. Right. So, you know, what I've found, because in California, we always have tons of, or not tons, but we always have a lot <laughs> of citizen proposed mm-hmm. uh, ballot measures uh, on, on lots of different things. And I found that a lot of times they can be very confusing and the wording of these ballot measures are very confusing. And what a yes vote means might be opposite of what you might think it means. Like my favorite example from uh, this is actually a really old one, but Prop 8 in California was for the right to marry. Basically, it was about uh, gay marriage and voting Yes meant you were against gay marriage and voting no meant you were for it. So it was very confusing. So and I feel like that's pretty common. Is is that kind of on purpose or is is that something that's fairly common? It, 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 it can be very confusing. And, it, you know, often this happens because state lawmakers are referring these, right? Or, you know, corporations are, are writing these measures. That's why we work so closely with, and we've been working with folks in California um, for a long time to make sure, you know, language matters. Um, and often these measures can be really, you know, obtuse and they don't really say what they are. Um, and that is why it's so important for people to read the measure, but also look at the materials that you get in the mail. Ask questions before you go vote. You know, there are so many groups that are working on the ground, um, just like they are for candidates, to make sure that, and working in the communities to make sure that people understand, you know, what these measures mean. Um, you know, for us, it's really important um, to when, especially when we're working with groups, to make sure we get the language correct in a way that is understandable, right? Um, in layman's terms, right? Not this legal jargon. Um, you know, I, I've worked with, a, you know, I, my, in a former life, I worked with a, a legal organization, and and often, sometimes, the way lawyers write, you know, they what they say doesn't um, <laughs> make perfect sense to us. So it's 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 so important that people. Um, read about that, and that's why groups like the Ballot Initiative Strategy Center exists. Um, that voter education piece is so so critical. We provide information. You can follow us on on Twitter to make sure that you understand what you're voting for. You said that you were the only organization focusing nationally on progressive ballot measures. Do you have a centralized, you said you're focusing on 165 and 35 states. Can you find information on all of those on your website or can you be directed where to find information on those? Yeah, so we have a weekly newsletter called This Quick, um, and that is where we send weekly <laughs> updates. It, isn't it great? <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, so you can go to our website, um, www ballot.org keep it pretty simple and short um and sign up for our our weekly newsletter actually next week we're going to be launching election connection which is one of uh, one of our lists in uh, one of our emails in the lead up to the election that really is talking about the ballot measures that you know that we're tracking that we think are really important 
Um, also, you know, each state agency has um, uh, information about those ballot measures that, you know, provide information on that. I would always start with your Secretary of State um, website. But most importantly, like, it's community organizations that are really pushing these forward, right? Um, they're the ones that are making um, this, ha this happen. And, you know, for, for example, in, you know, in Arizona and Nevada, um, there are two clean energy um, 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 uh, me measures that are that'll be on the ballot. You know, the clean energy campaign is is putting out a lot of information. So, you know, I can't even I can't say enough how important it is for people to read um, and and connect with the the local communities. Um, you know, the organizations um, in, in their local communities that are that are working on these measures. So I. I'd love to take a step back. Um, I'm thinking about, I don't know if both of you remember the Schoolhouse Rock video about how a bill becomes oh, a yes. law. So I'd uh -huh. love to do that a little bit about um, how a ballot measure actually gets on the ballot. What's that whole process mm -hmm. like? Oh, gosh. I mean, it's, again, very state by state. But one thing for folks to know is we actually have a website uh, on our website, on our YouTube channel. Um, we actually have um, uh, a video on the history of ballot measures and how they came um, to be. should be no surprise to folks that it actually, for two Californians, the birth of, of, of the ballot measure movement started in California. Um, as a response to um, railroad barons who really had a stranglehold um, on the state legislators, these were a direct response um, for citizens. So, um, you know, it, it, it will depend on your state, but um, there are a number of things that need to happen. Um, one, you have to work on the measure and what that language is, and every state is going to have a different, um, different rules and, and laws about what that language has to look like. Um, once it qualifies and moves through the state legislature there, um, then um, uh, when, once that language, the, the, that, the, that initial process, then, you know, groups have to go um, and select uh, gather signatures. Again, the threshold is going to be different um, dependent on what your, your state laws are, but once you um, gather those signatures, you submit them, um, and then it goes through the process of, of being um, verified. Once those are verified, um, then um, if you meet that threshold, then you would qualify to be on the ballot. Um, that's the simplest way to, to explain it, but that really isn't the end of um, the end of the road. Um, you know, one of the other trends that we are seeing um, are the, uh, the legal challenges to these measures. Um, you know. In many of the states, the deadlines to qualify um, were happening as late as two weeks ago, and many of them were um, have had legal challenges up until the uh, very end to like you know um, opposition challenging the language or those signatures. Um, so, and we've seen this as a growing uh, trend across the country. Um, in Missouri um, just. Gosh, was that two weeks ago or last week? Oh, time is flying. Um, it's hard, hard to track a time anymore. It's, it's I just find really, it's and still. it's moving so quickly, right? <laughs> We're 40, 42 days out, and next week is October. I can't even believe that. Um, but they just qualified just last week, I'm pretty sure. I think it was last week um, on their, 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 um, 
measure that would uh, reform the way districts are drawn and in a sweeping um, um, ethics and, and campaign finance. So, you know, the most important thing for people to remember that we have to be diligent. Um, our opposition is relentless. Um, and our work doesn't stop on election day. Um, we have to implement those laws. We have to hold account, you know, we have to hold, continue to hold um, politicians uh, accountable um, to make sure that they actually implement it in the right way and, and that they're following through with, with what um, uh, the voters intended. I mean, Maine, Governor LePage, I'm sure y'all have talked about him a time or two, you know, overwhelmingly Mainer, Mainers uh, voted to expand Medicaid. He refused to Im uh, implement um, the ballot measure, and he had to be ordered by the court to make that happen. So, you know, it's an important reminder to all of us that we have to be diligent. We have to be re re relentless. We know that this fight always is continuous. A win is so incredibly important, and it feels really good, but we have to protect those wins. Um, so, you know, uh, there, there's, so much, there's so much work happening. I'm really excited um, about the measures that, that we're going to see this year. I think we're going to continue to see this trend of progressive um, ballot measures that are really going to change people's lives. You know, the, since coming here to BISC, like, you know, I've asked our, our staff to dare. I've asked them to be bold. I've asked them to be transformative because that is what the situation that we are in asks of us. Um, and if, you know, we are really going to fight for the communities that we love, if we are really going to center uh, impacted communities. You know, I came to this country when I was three years old. Um, you know, I'm a queer woman of color. You know, we are fighting for for the lives of my family and in our community, um, and and we have so many great opportunities this no, um, this November to really turn the tide. Yes, so inspiring. Um, I'd love to hear because I, I we've mentioned a few ballot measures um, that are um, going to be on the ballot this November. Um, okay. There's a few getting a ton of attention, like the one in Florida. What are um, one or two that you think? could use a little bit more attention and are, and are super important. Oh, gosh. Um, you know, in Ohio, there is uh, a measure that is, uh, would reform, reform sentencing um, in the state. You know, one of the, what I really want to see more and more criminal justice um, about it measures. Um, Ohio is, is, is one example. Um, you know, I'm incredibly excited um, that we're continuing um, Medicaid expansion in a number of states, and these are actually in uh, in in states that you wouldn't traditionally um, uh, think that Medicaid is um, is um, possible. These are these are traditionally red states. Um, oh my gosh, I'm forgetting them off the top of my head. I'll come back to that. Um, but <laughs> um, you know, there's some really exciting stuff going on, uh, Michigan. Uh, so, voters, not politicians, is an effort to uh, reform um, redistricting in the state, and this is like true, true grassroots, right? Like it was uh, initiated by the people. It started on a Facebook post. And it is like a true grassroots campaign, um, and that is so exciting. Exciting, and, and that is one that you know I, we're definitely watching. 
Um, here, I think what, you know, the, I mentioned that there are two renewable energy um, um, initiatives in, on the ballot in Arizona and Nevada um, that would increase um, how much renewable energy those states get by 50% by 2030. Um, you know, we, there's a lot of hard work happening on the ground. Um, and, you know, there is redistricting, I mean, I, redistricting really is like a trend this year. Um, we have it in Colorado, we have it in Missouri, Michigan, and Utah. So um, there is so much um, of, on, um, on that side, but we also have some defensive measures, and I really want to make sure that folks know in, in Massachusetts there's actually um, an anti-trans bill that would um, repeal the, the, the protections um, for the trans uh, community. Um, that's one to watch, and this is what right Massachusetts we all think is a, you know, it, we see it as a blue state. It's so important. I was actually told my friend who just started going to law school in Massachusetts, like in his free time, he needs to volunteer for this campaign, and he had never heard about it um, before. Um, so that's really important. Um, we have anti, um, uh, uh, in, in West Virginia, there's a, a lot of, uh, there's a measure that would curb a woman's right um, to choose. Um, and so there's a, a lot of work um, needed there too. So there is, there is a lot going on this year, and I really encourage folks to um, to get on our website, um, uh, www.ballot.org, sign up for our newsletter, follow us um, uh, on, on Twitter at Ballot Strategy or on Facebook. Um, there's just so much happening um, this year that, you know, can really transform our future. Wow, yes. I mean, ballot measures are, are so, so important. So thank you for clarifying the process and what's going on. Um, I think that I, I feel like I could ask like a thousand. More I know, questions. me too. <laughs> I was just gonna we say, can do part two. yeah. <laughs> I have a thousand more questions because I feel like this is not a very transparent process, and and we we talk about it. Voting and democracy in this country is actually pretty decentralized. We have the federal government, then each. But then mm -hmm. each state has their own yep. laws and rules, which is a feature and a Correct. bug. So it can be difficult to yep. kind of explain all of the different processes. But so thank you for helping us keep an eye on this, though, Chris. This is really fascinating. Thank you for having me. And we're really excited and um, would love to come back and talk to you about even more um, stuff. Yes, I would love that. Please. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Thank you so much. And I, I hope everyone is going to take all of this to heart and, and help use it to crush the midterms. So that conversation was awesome. Chris, Chris is the coolest, as I told her, like a total nerd. Um, but I, I hope everyone listening learned as much as I did. And I hope that um, you are inspired to, to find out a lot more about ballot measures. And to that end, our call to action for today, your crush the midterms homework, as it were, um, is to find out the ballot measures that are going to appear on your ballot this November. So um, you can visit ballot.org. That is the um, uh, Chris's um, organization site. And you can also visit the website of your state secretary of state. 
um, Secretary of State's website is also a way to say that in English. Um, (laughs) You can go to your Secretary of State's website uh, and and find out what will appear on your ballot. And um, it's probably going to be in that kind of crazy language that we alluded to earlier. So you may have to do a little bit more uh, Googling around to, to find clear explanations of what you're really voting for and and, and really um, be able to explain it to other people. There are some really fascinating things that will end up on your ballot. For example, I looked at mine in California and there's everything from, uh, you know, bonds for children's hospitals and homelessness prevention housing to banning the sale of meat from animals confined in spaces below specific <laughs> sizes because I live in California and we're definitely <laughs> as hippie as we sound. But but there are so many things that are going to be on your ballot and, and knowing what's there and doing just a little bit of research is going to make all the difference in, in what happens in about five weeks. Five so weeks. Oh, my God. This is an important <laughs> Five weeks. The, we're at the sprint portion of the of the event. So, again, uh, harking back to what Jason Kander said. He, he was like, you know, you get to that one one point, you get that shot of adrenaline and you just start running. And just and just something that I I would like to throw out is that um, start thinking about what you may do um, the, the last couple of weekends before the election. Uh, I, I'm a big proponent of planning ahead and um, you don't want to get to you know, a couple of days before and, and realize, oh, I, I, I don't know where to go or I don't know what to do. Um, really make sure you make your Crush the Midterms plan at crushthemidterms.org and um, start kind of figuring out your schedule so that um, in that last push before the election, you're you're available and you're you're exactly where you, you need to be. Exactly, exactly. So thank you all for listening. I hope hope you learned seriously learned as much as I did because again two pages of notes like I'm the classic nerd here but um definitely I think that everyone should be required to take two pages of notes <laughs> and take a photo of them and send them to at crush 18 midterms um actually you should definitely do that I will do that I will send mine to crush 18 midterms <laughs> with my doodles and everything we will see you next week with another guest another topic and another way to crush the midterms